Welcome to MoneyWeb's all-new property podcast, which we hope to be a regular feature. And to kick off this new initiative, our first guest is none other than Louis van der Butt, the co-founder of innovative Pretoria Property Group, Atterbury. The group has been involved with some of the most groundbreaking property projects in South Africa as well as Africa, in addition to investing in Europe more recently. Welcome, Louis. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. So I understand you are CA, and where did it all start? 25 <laughs> years in the game. You started at Deloitte, but in the property arena? I started at Deloitte as a CA. I wasn't a very good CA, to be honest. And uh, I was on the audit of a company called Infotech, which is an IT company, and which was led by Francois van Niekerk. And in my, I was on the on the audit team. And in my first or second year, we started talking about property, and an opportunity came. And I resigned from Deloitte because Francia was prepared to back me into a property venture. And we then jointly formed Atterbury, and started with property in Pretoria. So you didn't have any property experience before that. What made you opt to go into property? I always liked property. You know, as a, as a student, I sort of ventured into apartments that you let to other students, and then I bought one or two stands. So I was always in property, but obviously not commercial property. I never had the money for that. But I, I always liked property, and, and Francois shared the same sort of interest, and, and, and we when we got together, I mean, I think it was sort of a natural fit, and, and, and we started that every so I gather you would have had a lot of approaches over the years for buyouts and that sort of thing. But you also have um, been involved with several listed funds and other property ventures in South Africa. So do you see it as somewhat of a family business and, and to keep it going? No, I, th- I think it's a different philosophy. You know, we, um, I mean, I've, we've dealt with iProp many years ago when we sold a, a big shopping center portfolio to them. Then we listed it back and... You know, I've, I've soon realized that, that the listed sector is driven by something different to, to a privately owned property business. You know, we make decisions for the right reasons. You know, we've got a long-term view. Those companies are usually driven by the share price. You know, they, the analysts ask them questions, and if they don't like it, the share price starts falling. And I've, I've often seen that those guys make the wrong decision because that is what the shareholders or what will influence the share price. And I think we soon realize that, you know, a property is a long-term gain. Listing is, is more short-term. You know, every six months you have to report, and if the financials is not great, they, they nail you. You know, with, and with us on a private company, we make a long-term decisions. We've got outside shareholders, and they understand that, and they back us. And, and I think it has proven right over the years. You know, we, we don't give in to sort of short-term fashions and, and fluctuations. We, we stick to our network, and, and I think, I mean, our track record have proven that. Fantastic. Over the last 10 years... Um Atterbury has secured some major coups. Um, you know, one of the biggest was the commercial development rights around uh, Waterfall City. Obviously, that's now being led by Attack, which um, which you played a role in establishing, and it's listed on the JSE. Tell us more about this. I know it's like over ten years ago, but uh, it was a coup. I think the. I mean, I, I've told the story many times before, but but I think the the, the nice opportunity was that we competed against one or two of the far bigger investment property companies, and the Mia family always told the story afterwards, and they said, you know, when when the guys came to give their final presentation, and the other two companies we competed with, you know, some people flew in from London and other from Israel. And, and then the Atterbury people came with their buckies from Pretoria. They've realized that these guys are here to stay. You know, it's, it's in our interest to develop that, to keep that. 
And I think that's what swung their, their decision. You know, they, they, they backed us because, as I said to them, you know, we, we've got nowhere else to go. We haven't got anything, any alternative. And, and uh, you know, doing that development is, is very important to us. And I think it has proven right. You know, we, we in a very short period, have rolled out quite a bit of square meters of offices, Mall of Africa. And, and I think the Mia family was very happy because they remained in. You know, they, they get a percentage mm. of, the, of the income. So I think the, the investment and the development worked for both them and for us. Atterbury, of course, is still involved there, um, you know, bringing some, uh, the Deloitte building. Yeah. And uh, you still own a, 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 a small stake in Africa. Of yeah. Africa. Um, are you looking at other investments there? No, obviously. I mean, the waterfall is, is a very good piece of property. You know, it's one of the few uh, uh, remaining properties in Gauteng. Which, which have been planned properly. You know, you, you, I, I don't think you will ever sit with the congestion of a Sandon, for instance, because we've planned that to, uh, to, uh, to accommodate a, a million or a million and a half thousand square meters of, of retail. So it is a very compelling position for, for big corporates like Deloitte to consolidate. You know, they've combined their Pretoria and their Joburg office in, in Waterfall. Mm. We did the same with PwC, you know. The, so there's a whole, there's a very compelling story there, and, and, and we will always... Uh, a market waterfall and try and secure tenants and, and then do a joint venture with a tech to develop for them like we've done now with, with Deloitte. So uh, I'm, I'm sticking on uh, waterfall a little bit. Old Mutual were, had a piece of land and they wanted to develop Zoki Seas where they weren't one of the people bidding for, for, for the Mia land per se, but that was part of the coup I think as well because after developing Gateway in Durban, they were talking up uh, Zokisi where and it just didn't work out because you had better positioning. Um, but it's interesting, you know, uh, some of these um, older insurance-influenced um, uh, developers are, have toned down a bit on their property side, and I see uh, Atterbury is involved in, in, in co-developing some of their property now. Yeah, I, I, you know, we, we don't have the balance sheet or the cash flow or the income that those big insurance companies have. So it's always a natural fit to have the more entrepreneurial, smaller private companies putting the schemes together, driving the process and using the balance sheet of the bigger companies. We, we pride ourselves on, on the partnerships that we formed over the last 25 years. And, and I think Old Mutual is a very good example of that, you know. Although we've competed at, at Zonke Zizwe and, and, and Mall of Africa, we're now in a partnership where we developed that industrial land next to the Cape Town Airport, King David, or it was an old King David golf course. Yes. We're doing, next to the Mint, the old Mint, we're doing a development with Old Mutual. So we, we're now partners where we drive the process and we make use, you know, they provide the balance sheet, the funding, and I think it's a partnership that works for both. Are you open to talking about what your biggest uh, lesson was in property? Uh, maybe not going into the nitty-gritty, but, uh, you know, what didn't work out for you? <coughs> I, I, I mean, think, a, a, yeah. a big, big, um, you know, uh, one of your biggest lessons. No, I, I, I think there's two things. I think the one is to, we, we've learned how to partner. You know, the... The, the biggest mistake, and I've seen it with, with most of the big companies, you know, the big listed companies, they, they're a bit arrogant. You know, they, they've got certain needs and they want that filled. And, and, and in a partnership, they will always walk in and say, this is what we want. If you haven't got the money, you learn how to accommodate somebody else's need in order to do a deal. So we would go into a partnership, first listen to the other guy, what does he want out of it, and then try and structure the partnership around that. And once you address the other guy's needs, then it's a proper partnership, and, and it works for both. So, so I think the one lesson we've learned over the last 25 years is how to do partnerships. And, and I think you can phone 
most of our partners and they would be very happy and they would be very happy to do another deal with Atterbury. So I, th- I think that's one lesson. The other one is is, is to, to, to stick what you believe in, you know, to, to, to not not deviate from, from what you're good at. You know, we you know, empowerment was a was a big thing, you know. Over the last twenty five years we had a lot of pressures to to do empowerment deals and, and we didn't really adhere to that. You know, it's beca- not because we don't believe in empowerment. I think there's very few companies that do as much for empowerment as Atterbury do. I mean, we've got over six hundred students that went for university, Afrikaans students that couldn't afford to study. I mean the the employees of Atterbury are the shareholders. So 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 we, we believe in empowerment, but not the way government describe it. You know, we think that's completely wrong. I, I don't think empowerment should be color based. You know, empowerment should be for people that need money or that need skills or that need that to, to, to get that. That's real empowerment. You know, and, and and I think by doing it that way we've been very successful. We sit with a loyal base of people that work for us, they're all shareholders. I, I think the ESCOMs and the SAAs lately have shown that the empowerment that the government try to enforce on people didn't work. We never listened to that. And I think now we, 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 we pick the fruits of that. You know, we sit with a very strong company and we've done a lot of what the government regard as empowerment deals. We, we entered into a, a partnership with the Borgemuchashwa two years ago, which in my mind wasn't a B deal at all. You know, it's, a, it's another businessman with good opportunities who has a skill set that we needed. We've got a skill set he needed and he made a natural partnership. So, so, you know, whether it adhered to the charter or what government wanted was irrelevant to me. It is a partnership that made sense. And it worked very well for both of us. I mean, we worked great together. We became very good friends. And I think that's the way it should be. Obviously involved in a lot of big projects in South Africa at the moment. Can you give us a teaser of what's your next big thing? Are you looking at uh, developments elsewhere? I know you have increased your presence in Cape Town in recent years. Are you looking at other parts of the country and... That you might not have a presence in currently? I don't think so. You know, we, we focus on the Western Cape. We've opened offices in Stellenbosch. We've got a very good guy running that office for us. And, and I mean, he made inroads in the Western Cape in the last four or five years that I can't believe. So it has become a big investment focus for us. Um, and then obviously Pretoria, uh, uh, Johannesburg. You know, we, we like to be close to metropoles where the, where the economy is, is, is there. You know, we... And, and I'm not saying it's wrong to do a development somewhere in the sticks. You know, there's a lot of guys that do shopping centers, but that is not, that's not our expertise. It's not our focus area. We understand that the bigger metropoles and, and in and around that. And, 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 and I think that's where we're going to focus. There, there's no new uh, 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 developments apart from developments inside the precincts we already own. So mm. we're not planning on buying something new now. We first want to. We sit with a lot of investment in, in precincts. Mm. And there's, you know, for the next couple of years, you can roll that out. We sit fortunately with, with partners, co-investors in Atterbury, in, in Rand Merchant Bank Holdings, who understands that, you know, they're helping with the funding of that. And, and they're also patient. They understand that this is a longer term investment. So, so we're very comfortable with that. And I think they are comfortable with that. Apart from that, we want to grow the Europe presence. You know, we... As I said, there's a couple of new shopping centers coming on stream in Cyprus, in, in Serbia, in Romania especially. We like Romania a lot. You know, it's an economy that's strong. It's sort of the beginning phases of, and that's why most of the South African property companies are invested there. Very few of them do developments there. Most of them buy completed products. Mm. That's where we're different. We partner with a developer and we develop our own stock. And, and I think that we're going to continue with that. that. That's what we've been doing for 25 years. We just do it now in different areas, but it's still the same, exactly the same recipe. Fantastic, Louis. Um, I really appreciate your time. That was Louis van der Watt, the founder or co-founder of Atterbury Property Group.